0: Welcome to the Garden America Radio Show, the country's most listened to gardening program. This is your chance to talk about gardening, horticulture, landscaping, in fact, anything that has to do in the world of gardening. The phone lines are open right now at 855-424-9825. That's 855-424-9825. Or send us your questions and comments to john at gardenamerica.com. Now, here's Brian Maine, John Bag. Bagnac- and Tiger Palafox on BizTalk Radio and the Garden America Radio Network.
1: It is hour number two. It is six minutes after. Thank you so much for being right there. Facebook live audience, thank you. Questions, comments, post them right there on Facebook. Or you can call us at 855-424-9825, just like uh, May has done as we go to May, who is on uh, line right now. May, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. You are calling from uh, what part of California again? Santa Maria. Santa Maria, how's your morning so far, May? Beautiful. <laughs> Excellent. How can we help you?
2: Well, I bought a uh, little uh, pa- uh, camellia about two weeks ago, and I read up on it, and it said it needed to be damp, and I think I've auto- uh, overwatered it. I've had a leaf fall off and a couple of buds, and uh, I'm not sure how, how do I wait and get it dry.
3: <laughs> That's, that is the trick, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, so you so you bought a camellia a few weeks ago, and it was in bloom, correct?
2: It hadn't bloomed. No, it had uh, oh, it, little buds on it.
3: it. It had buds on it. And mm-hmm. then you brought it home, and you planted it?
2: I just or... left it in the pot. I just uh, tra- transplanted it yesterday.
3: Okay. And the buds fell off before or after you transplanted it? Before. Okay. And, and so little- you're feeling maybe you overwatered it a little bit while it was in the pot yeah okay well, there's a couple of things that could have happened may um first off, as we kind of talked about in the beginning of the show, depending on you know when you buy plants, you have to know where they came from, so camellia growers here in California, they usually will grow them in a shade house or some kind of protected area and because of that, if you take it home and you live in an area where maybe it gets a little warm during the day, or maybe cooler at night, that can affect the plant. Buds can fall off, flowers can explode, and when I say explode, we, we, what they call a shatter. shatter so if yeah. it's in if it's in full bloom, sometimes the petals will just all fall apart, like the you know like they shattered. And um, that's just because they were moved from one environment to another and they needed to adapt. And usually flowering is the first thing that the plant gives up to save itself. Mm. So it it kind of drops buds, drops flowers to make sure that it can sustain itself and continue on after this dramatic change it's had. Um, If you overwater in the pot, it should be easy to allow it to dry out. Just don't water it anymore. Most mixes are pretty well draining and if you allow the water to come out of the bottom of the pot and go away from the soil it should dry out pretty quickly it should only take a day or two for the plant to dry out um now that you've put it into the ground you have to be a little no, it's, bit more yeah, cautious I put
2: it in another pot
1: it's in another oh, pot, another oh, pot. Okay. now did you put it into a bigger pot
2: oh yeah yeah with okay. lots of drainage holes
1: well, you should and be I, fine then, as Tiger mentioned, because it, it, that, that's the beauty of uh, plants and pots is the fact that they can drain, there's good drainage, and you can't let it dry out. Is it, you know, question, is it significantly bigger, the new pot? Oh, yeah,
2: mm-hmm. about three times the size.
4: That that can sometimes be a problem uh, in the fact that you've got such a, a larger volume of soil that's, gets wet
1: but i think all in all what we're saying is it should be okay she just stops watering for right now yeah it mm-hmm.
4: should be yeah uh, it's just going to take maybe a little bit longer yeah. with that much more soil
2: and i just wondered what can i do to make sure it doesn't get full of bugs
3: white flex so it's got maybe some aphids or white fly kind of going around yeah, is that I'm what you're saying
2: yeah
3: okay yeah just a neem oil insecticidal soap will take care of that problem
2: just a little soapy water on the leaves
3: yeah, yeah, you just got to be consistent with it and that'll be fine. But a neem oil, if you want to use a product, the their Fertilome has a product called Triple Action, which is a good good one to use. Um yeah, so the, those are okay. those those will take care of that really easily.
4: Tiger, do you do you find that um camellias are a little bit sensitive? Oh yeah. I mean they're a lot like a, a ficus in, yes. in that re- respect where they if you disturb them, they start dropping. Right. Uh, but once
3: they get established, then they're It's they're like trying to, to transplant
1: go. a bougainvillea. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. impossible. It's, yeah. like,
3: so my, I, it's yeah. like my two-year-old son. I never know how he's going to wake up in the morning. He's right. sensitive. Exactly.
1: So may, <laughs> let, it, let it dry out, basically. Keep an eye on it. Use the meme oil and just give it a little care. And feel free to call us back in a week or so, a couple of weeks, and uh, let us know the progress. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll give you more direction, but that should do it.
2: I will. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, May, Thank for you, the man. phone call. do appreciate it. 855-424-9825 or Facebook Live. Questions, comments here. Bob Reed Miller for the, uh, the Rose Traveling John Bagnasco, Tiger Palafox. I'm Brian May, this is our number two. And, uh, yes. Yeah, we've got a question from Rick, and his wife wants to plant some bare root roses.
3: What is the best way to plant them, and is there a certain potting mix, especially for roses? You want to take that one, Bob?
1: No, you want to? <laughs> you're replacing John. Yeah, I know, I know. You're, well, sit, you know. you're sitting in John's seat. Yeah, yeah. No, this I guess is a rose bush. Uh, and, and roses are fairly simple. We do what they, to... they are. Yes. yes. And if
4: you're putting them into the ground, um, as long as you mix something into the soil to make it real rich and humusy and earthy, right? And, all well, that kind of wanna, organics, If you're
1: lacking you know. nutrients, first of all, what kind of soil are you talking Depends about? Depends on
4: where you are. Like in Carlsbad, when we moved there in 69, it was that horrible gray clay right. that doesn't drain. It, and it right. took forever, forever to get the soil up to a point where you could grow a rose decently. right? Um, so just mix in a lot of good composted material. Um, if you're going to put it in a pot, probably any standard uh, potting mix. We like ocean That's, forest. Ocean forest is, is wonderful. Is, is wonderful, it's wonderful, Rick. Yeah, it's got good drainage, and uh, it's from Fox Farms. If you want to yeah, look that up, should be fine. And now, and if when you put them into the hole or even in the pot, they the roots have got sort of a natural cone shape to mm-hmm. them, and so you kind of want to build up a, a pile of soil in the middle and set the roots down onto that, and then fill in over them, water it in, and should be good to go.
1: Yeah, not so. much. Uh, it, roses don't need uh, heavy babysitting for the most part.
4: They are they are a giant, pretty weed yes, is what they are. Exactly. Uh, they, <laughs> they are really tough. Right. And, uh, you know, they're related to blackberries and, and that whole family. That whole family? Which doesn't need anybody's attention. Right. You put them in the ground and they're off and running. So. Just
1: make sure you feed the soil, as, as uh, Bob mentioned. Uh, yeah. Give it some nutrients. And uh, it would be nice to know what kind of soil you have. But That but, would help, yeah. And yeah.
4: you know something we, that we found too, Tiger? I don't know if you've ever run into this, but there was a place in Carlsbad that was a, a rabbit farm. <laughs> and they used to let you come in and take out the rabbit droppings, droppings yeah. to use. And it is a great food for roses. It doesn't burn.
1: You just put it right in the soil there
4: and, and top, water it in? On top and water it in. And, man, my mother's roses went Bonkers. How about
1: that, huh? Yeah.
4: So I don't know if you've got a rabbit ranch near you, but uh <laughs> at some point that that might be a good thing to get a hold of.
1: Which so. you know, biosol, milorganite uh
4: milorganite, have... it's a wonderful thing to use. Yeah. yeah. So just make the soil rich, give it lots of water, and it
1: should be happy. So there you go. What else do we have, Tiger? Well people slowing down on Facebook? Yeah, on. I know, huh? Come on, people, hey, what's going hey, on? Hey. hey. Come on, yeah. we, we're not we, here we, we can see you.
4: you think we can't see you? <laughs> not only that, we, we had to give up one of our luxuries before the camera when we could come in here in pajamas. Yeah, we and could come here <laughs> unshave Any way we
1: wanted to look. look and at that look at that trimmed
4: mustache I, the man has for you. Did the mustache had to shave? I
3: mean, come on. I will. So Dale followed up with a question regarding the poppies, and he said that he had three flowers from last year and gave him hundreds of seeds. As we talked about, they produce a lot. Mm-hmm. And he did say that, you know, he's probably just going to go and toss them in the garden and see what comes up. That's one of the best ways to grow those poppies because that's the yeah. easiest way to do it. And I will tell people that now is the time that if they're planning on doing any kind of guerrilla gardening, is when you really need to consider it in the sense of if you're planning on throwing some wildflower seeds out there just right now is probably the best time to get out there and do it because there's a good chance we're still going to have some rains so you throw it out now the rain comes we'll get some into the ground they come up some of them are going to come up this spring some of them are going to come up in the fall some of them are going to come up next spring but once you get that that Constant base of wildflowers in that area, you'll start to see that area expand and grow and develop with more and more and more. And I definitely am planning on doing that in my area because I have a canyon behind me, and I'm going to plant a bunch of um, poppy seeds in there. California well, poppy of poppies. Seeds. I yeah. thought you
4: were going someplace and didn't quite get there. Yeah. the Making the seed bombs. Oh yeah, that'd be fun, huh? I mean, with all the seeds that he's getting, you yeah. and you can go online and find out. Now,
1: what, what is a seed bomb? Well.
4: Bob. Bomb. 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 The seed bomb. 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 No. Not seed bob. That's (laughs) SpongeBob. SpongeBob. No, um, you get... There's all kinds of different mixes. You can look it up online. It's a
1: way of spreading the seeds? Yeah, you
4: you make this clay mixture, and you mix in the seeds, and you let them dry, and they turn into hard little rocks, you know. And then you go driving down the road, past an empty lot someplace, you pitch them out into the lot, and when the rains come, the seeds are there, and... It's got a little bit of fertilizer, flowers, yeah. all of that in you know, there. No,
1: another way that is uh, when birds drop seeds. Yeah, you know, that's you a get seed bomb. So seed you're, you're like being kind of a giant bird. And so. you get volunteers out there. <laughs> 60 minutes after the hour, Facebook Live. We continue on BizTalk Radio, 855-424-9825. If you want to speak with us, yeah, that that's a telephone. Bob Reed Miller for John Nasco, Tiger
0: Pella Fox, I'm Brian Maine. Taking a break. Welcome back to the Garden America radio show with Brian, John, and Tiger. The phone lines are open right now at 855-424-9825. That's 855-424-9825 or john at gardenamerica.com.
1: Back here on Garden America, Bob Reed Miller, Brian Maine, Tiger Palafox here at uh, 855-424-9825. Or questions and comments right there on Facebook Live. They say you shouldn't eat when you're on the air, and I just ate a Ritz, some rich crackers with peanut butter. Of all the things, oh, with peanut perfect. butter. Yeah. yeah, and I'll you're spend they, an hour yeah. getting them out of my teeth.
3: Like one of those dogs. Exactly,
1: and, and don't yeah. and don't drink milk either. Yeah. Terrible things to eat when you're on the air. Okay, again, eight five five four two four nine eight two five, and we'll get you on the air. Or uh, I was going to say John at GardenAmerica. dot com, but not this week. John's not here, Next man. Week. John's not here. <laughs> Facebook Live with your questions and your comments. Uh. So, Tiger, what's happening? Well, you know, before before the
3: break, we were just wrapping up the conversation on the seed bombs. Spreading
1: seeds all over the place.
3: Now's the time of year you want to do it. So even if you're planning on doing it just in your own yard, now's the time of year that you want to Mm -hmm. also do that for your flower beds and things. Biggest thing I want to remind people, because we do have a, a landscape service as part of our business, and... When you throw seeds in an area... Oh, don't and you, be a killjoy now. And, and you have <laughs> and you have a landscaper, or even for your own knowledge sometimes, because you might put seeds out there and weeks later you forget that you did do- Oh, that's did right.
1: That. What, that, what you threw out there.
3: Yeah, is mark off the area. Because mm-hmm. you... You know, you start to see these little sprouts come up. And you pull them up, and then you, you have no idea what it is. Weeds. Or you get or the, you the red dragon them. torture, get, and yeah, yeah. exactly. Or your landscaper comes through and hula yeah hula hoes the whole bed, yep. and all that time and energy that you put into yep. having those seeds is now Got wasted. So, you know, disclaimer: I love that people plant the seeds. I think it's a great time to do it. Just remember where you it. put them. Remember where you put it. If you have a gardener, mark it off. Tell them not to touch it. Let them come up because yeah, that is so true. Yeah. I've I, I've I've gotten a number of phone calls from people and they say, Oh, you're Crew came through and they weeded the bed. I'm like, it's kind of their job. And they're like, oh, but I have flower seeds put growing. And they're like, well, did you tell did anybody? You tell anyone? Did you mark it off? I mean, yep. you know, when a weed is just sprouting out of the ground, they all look the they same. They don't look like anything. You know, you know, they all look the same. So you're not going to be able to. You know, it's so, even grow so
1: that. much so that when I planted those seeds last year in the veggie pod, you thought that. Well, I'm, I forgot what was what. Yeah. So I had, I had, I knew I had cilantro, spinach, lettuce, carrots. And then I didn't do the troughs, like I'm going to do this year, and they started to come up, and I'm like, uh, I don't know what what is what yeah. <laughs> and it took a while for the cilantro- once I saw the cilantro, okay that's okay, that's yeah. lettuce, but you're even in that small of area, I've forgotten mm-hmm. what I put where yeah, so you', you didn't get, know
3: if you just pull it or leave it or yeah, so <laughs> yeah you know. and then and then you know year after year. You have to remember, if you have that wildflower bed...
1: It's going to keep coming back, It's right? going to keep coming back. And so you have and to in keep places thinking. where you didn't put it. Well, you have to keep point. thinking.
3: That bed, you're like, okay, I want to keep this as a flower bed. That's fine. Well, come spring, when you start to see all these things germinate in the soil, mm-hmm. don't use pre-emergence, don't use a weed killer, don't right. hula-hole the area because yep. that's those wildflowers coming back. and You know
4: you what's know, another really cool thing, too? And you mentioned about the birds being the one spreading the yeah, seeds. Yeah, dropping
1: a lot of seeds. Yeah.
4: That's a, a trick you can use in the garden, too, is you set up their feeders along a certain line.
1: Where you want them to drop the seeds.
4: And they do their They'll pooping. do it for you. Yeah, they do their pooping right there. And <laughs> in no time next year, you've got this wildflower patch that comes up, which yeah. you like, Then the birds are going to like it even better when they come back the next year. You know,
1: I'm wondering, so, we've had for the past four or five years, the first three years of finches, you know, set up a nest in our patio. Yeah, The last two years, hummingbirds. And I'm wondering if they're going to be coming back again because the hummingbirds come back a lot. They do, and the I, think, I think I yeah. think that there were yeah, three hummingbirds, and I want to say I think they all survived, mm-hmm. and I think they're hanging around a year later. Wouldn't be a surprise. They set up they set up camp in this uh, plant that we had inside the patio under the eave, very smart, mm-hmm. facing our window away from you know the crows right. and yeah you know, the wildlife. And after a while, they got they got used to me. so
4: amazing to see. How
1: tiny those, those eggs, eggs are. are.
4: just... And you wind up with these two huge birds yep. rammed <laughs> into this little eye cup. Right. Know? And they just seem to get along perfectly fine. Yep. Yeah.
1: yep. And the mother the mother at first, you know, she'd fly away every time I walk out there. And after a while kind of got used to me. Yeah. And the, the babies had no choice. They couldn't go anywhere. Right. And I'm right. taking
4: pictures. And you know, we, we think of them as being so cute and so interesting and whatever. But
1: there's <laughs> nothing they're more mean. angry than <laughs> there's mother hummingbirds. Do you know that we've got a feeder, we've got a hummingbird uh, feeder, and then we've got like a little perch we set up next to it, and there's one hummingbird that patrols that area. Mm-hmm. And any other birds that come near go oh, right yeah, after them. Yeah. They're just, you're vicious mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. Yep. It's that, that
4: little, what do they call it, Napoleon syndrome or something, you know, right. like the dachshunds taking on the Great
3: Danes.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, they're not afraid. <laughs> they're fun to watch. Yep.
3: But, you know, the the... The story I go back to with the hummingbirds is that my, my daughter loves them, too, and we had a bird feeder out there, and she would love to go out there and see them. But as you said, when they get a nest on your patio or your porch or near where you're talking about, you start to walk out there, they start to dive on you. Yeah. They used to freak her out. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: We, we had, yeah, the, we had uh, the year before that, I think, were finches. And, um, you know, the father, the male finch does a lot of work. He mm-hmm. like you watch this whole process of how everything comes together yeah, and does all the work and sits on the eggs and helps build the nest. And, he's coming back and forth. Back and forth. But but you're right then. They get, you know, they're very territorial. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I would come out of the patio to work and he's like, you know, hey, get out of here. <laughs> I'm like, well, you get out of here. This is my patio. And I think after a while we developed kind of a, an agreement. You
4: know how the uh, the hummingbird feeders, they typically have the colored food, yeah, the yes. red, because they go right. right for that red stuff? Yep. One time when I was still living at my folks' house, I was walking through my uh, Laugh House, checking out my staghorn ferns and all that kind of stuff. Is it Laugh House? Yeah. La- not L-A-T-H. Laugh yes. House, comedy show. <laughs> not like haha. Ha, ha. Not
1: ha Not the comedy, the Bob no. comedy show. No, although
4: there was plenty of laughing out there. Of but course. Uh, but I had a glass of red wine, and I was walking through, and all of a sudden this hummingbird comes down. <laughs> And it's like, <laughs>
3: it, it, it was, it was you're just holding the it. wine. It had wasn't the oh, fact yeah. that it was red. He just it had it. me stop it at
2: wine my out tracks See, here, your eyes get about this big. Here, and here you like,
3: go. What
4: is this going to do to me? You know, and it was like, what, lands on the cup, starts drinking. Well, I it. had yeah. one one time a, a
1: year ago when I was changing the, the red sugar water in there. Yeah. So I'm before I even got up on the steps, I'm holding it in my hand and two came and landed right on it. Really? And I'm holding it and I'm like, okay. And after a while, I'm like, my arm's getting tired. <laughs> are you I guys could, done I yet? I could just reach out, and I, I won't. And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. And finally, they flew away, and I was able to hang it up. But they're, they're gutsy. Yeah. Yep. They're yeah. like big bugs. <laughs> they're like, they're like, they're like, they really are. It's like New it's York, true. where the, the pigeons yeah. are considered rat wings. You know? <laughs> you know? But, yeah, they're flying around. <laughs> oh. All right, questions on uh, Facebook, comments on Facebook, or uh, let's see, 855-424-9825 here. Got a break coming up in about a minute.
4: Yeah.
3: Bob, how's, how's all the new varieties of succulents coming in over there, and is there anything exciting for people to look forward to in the upcoming year? You know what? Uh, yeah, I'm sworn to secrecy. Uh-oh. Um,
1: well, this is good. You can sp- Nobody's listening. I guess. Nobody's right. watching. Right. What are Come we doing on.
4: this for? Just us in the studio. Yeah, there were... Um, we had a, a dog and pony show for all of us that mattered, uh, and Renee O'Connell's stuff and Kelly Griffin's new hybrids.
1: We'll talk more about this after the wow. break. That's a good tease, Bob. Yep, way to go. And even things that we've been sworn to secrecy about. Okay, Facebook Live, questions, comments. I'm Brian Main, Bob Reed Miller for John Magnasco, Tiger Pella Fox, Biz Talk Radio at 855-424-9825. As we step aside, take a break. Coming right back on Biz Talk Radio
0: and Facebook Live. Welcome back to the Garden America radio show with Brian, John, and Tiger. The phone lines are open right now at 855-424-9825. That's 855-424-9825 or john at gardenamerica.com.
1: Right
0: right back here on uh, Garden
1: America with Brian Main. uh, (laughs) Bob Reedmiller for John Bagnasco (laughs) at Tiger Palafog sharing a few laughs during the break. It must be very interesting if you're on uh, Facebook watching us on Facebook just to kind of see the interaction not being able to hear us.
4: Yeah, I know. Sometimes we just go into our own little spaces and just don't look at each other because it's like, you know, I don't want to look at you anymore. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Before the break, though, Tiger was asking you about succulents and cactus and things happening this year. Yeah, and
4: I, I really, like I said, I really couldn't even give you names of things because, um, first off, I... You haven't created my, it yet. <laughs> well, my, me- my memory has gotten so bad. This was like two months ago, and I don't even remember what I had for breakfast, so... No, I hear you. Um, but the, the stuff that, that Kelly and Renee come up with are, are just
1: incredible.
4: And so as we get some stock built up on these items and whatever, either through tissue culture or vegetative, you know, propagation... Um, they'll start to show up in probably in our regular mixes and things uh, at the the big box
1: stores. So you say when they come up with it, just what new new hybrids uh, crossing things? And I
4: learned something from Kelly, which I I probably should have known, but didn't ever really take a botany class. You know, he he does a lot of work with aloes. Okay. And comes up with these great windowsill size type aloes. You know that don't get really huge colors and patterns on them are just incredible but he's he's crossed some things that are kind of like a dachshund with a saint bernard you
1: know (laughs) right okay
4: yeah and i found out from him that typically when you do that it doesn't work and the reason being it's it's all physiological and 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 very sciencey but what happens is the when the pollen hits the the stigma of the the plant each one genetically is um predisposed yeah, to only go yeah, so yeah. far, okay, and so if it's only supposed to go this far like an and it has so. this far to go for it's inches never going to so. happen
1: you know yeah. that that's almost like uh what's in DNA like a DNA barrier
4: yeah, and it, so what what they do yeah. is they'll cut it open, put pollen right here
1: so they'll in and other then, words they'll take a little detour forcing and, the issue, and yeah. they'll go around it,
4: yeah. And that's how he's getting some of his really crazy stuff, and and I'm sure Renee does the same thing right. too. Right, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah, but they they breed for you know all these unusual patterns and colors and. Uh, do they wear white lab coats? They look just like anybody oh, on, on the street. Look, <laughs> you're, you're,
3: you're, you're spoiling my visual here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm expecting to see Jurassic Park it's, and right? having you know weird if you things go if you go that... into
4: the tissue culture lab, yeah, um, people you do see that. And, uh, in fact, we're basically not allowed in. Um, if you go in, you have to have kind of special permission. Clearance. And, and you got to put booties on your feet to walk in so you don't bring any disease. or See, it is
1: Jurassic Park there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like that yeah. There.
4: So, uh, yeah, we do have a bit of that. But, uh, but no, uh, you know, Renee and, and Kelly, they just uh, flop around in the greenhouses with their paintbrushes and, and things and do some what we call flower diddling. <laughs>
1: and, uh, yeah, then, yeah,
3: and then to give a little bit of insight in for people, I mean, when we're talking about some of these growers, Altman's is what the number two right now size grower in the United States. Yeah, and not yeah. Uh, not cactus and succulents, no, but, but n- nursery the in general. So, yeah, wow. I mean, the second largest. You know yeah. Bob here works with the number two grower in the United States when it comes to their acreage and what they're growing yeah. for for the but, entire country yeah. but the one thing will i'll say about that is it's a very intense process uh, when you go into their mother stock houses mm-hmm. the, the areas where they have the plants that they take the cuttings from to produce everything that goes out to people these houses are double walled where you walk into one room you kind of get disinfected you put on that booties and the white coat and stuff like that and then you walk through a solution, so you don't track in any kind of thing. I see. You, he, he's been places I haven't. Been. When you when you get into so. the when you get into the greenhouse, the wind is designed to blow from one way and then out the other way. Right. So that way, if there's anything that there's does no enter, if there's anything it's, that does enter, it takes it right out. It's self exhausting. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then they're pruning these. They're they're taking these cuttings, and every five plants, they they get a new pair of pruners that. ...have been disinfected, have been cleansed. So that way they don't transfer any disease or anything onto the entire stock because that entire stock in that house is what supplies right their entire growing process I mean, and if they you if get, they, use, if you they lose one bug started you, you could yeah. lose everything right and yeah. that's that's yeah. millions upon millions of dollars yeah and so people think oh you know plants and flowers they see them at the garden center and they see it thinking this is easy thing they threw some seeds in the ground and there it goes oh yeah
4: for years people thought that i was actually walking around the fields like with yeah. a watering can yeah. Going, yeah oh it must be so wonderful to work in a nursery <laughs> you have no idea no it's you know. it's uh, it's
1: scientific
4: it's yeah. uh and it, Aside from being the second largest nursery in the country, then we are the the largest grower of cactus and succulents. Yeah. So uh, so there's a lot
3: going on there. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah so it, it's it's definitely more of a process than just kind of watering some plants, putting some seeds in the ground. And you know, I, I, I told
1: you we brought this up last week uh, when uh, we were in France last year. John and a bunch of uh, listeners that we brought uh, – to Europe that we went to a, uh, John knows the name, but it was a place that grows and propagates roses. Mm-hmm. And we went to this huge greenhouse, and all you can see for just, you know seemed like miles are roses. And then outside, this huge dirt pile, huge, filled with roses. And they're all the ones that didn't make the cut. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Got what it. a waste. I go, no, that's about right huge you know it, it's, it's
4: funny because um renee will make a cross of uh some particular edge of area or something and you have to grow on theoretically you should grow on all of the seeds that you get from that cross because any one of them is going to be different from the next just like your sister and your brothers right similar but different we look different you know um if you have the room to do it you need to grow them all and mm-hmm. if what happens is you start and choosing Ah. and you get rid of the ones that aren't the ones that look the greatest but when you finally come down to the last dozen or half a dozen or something you still wind up with two that are like really good and you save those and then the other four wind up still being propagated and get into circulation but nobody knows what they are (laughs) (laughs) and that's a little a little frustrating Ping, uh, you know, he, his thing with the roses is really interesting because he comes up with all these incredible hybrids, plants them in the ground, and basically waters them in and forgets about them. And that's it. And whoever makes it, they're the winner.
1: <laughs> and, then, and then he names it. Yeah. yeah no,
4: no fertilizer, no um, pesticides, ah. no herbicides, no mollycoddling or anything. So it's like the ones found in the ner- in the cemetery that have been right, there since right, the 1800s, right. and so if that one makes it and has all the other good stuff going for it, like it smells good and it looks pretty and whatever, then you got a winner. So, but all those other ones into the, the compost pile you didn't know. make it. Yeah.
1: So you got you're sworn to secrecy. There's all these. I don't know. Yeah. It just it's like Area 51. I mean, do you have flying saucers on the on property? It is. It's really amazing.
4: Yeah, we, we we were not allowed to even use our our. Uh, phone cameras it was like oh know, yeah well no of pictures, course you know? well
1: we had the same thing actually at this rose place in france mm-hmm. yeah we couldn't take pictures well they told us where we could yeah you can't hear but you can't hear yeah and very secret i mean very uh very clandestine it you know because uh, obviously you've got competitors mm-hmm. other people that are very interested in what you're doing right and you know one rose one species could be worth hundreds of millions of dollars to you. Yeah. So,
4: uh, you know, the other thing to keep in mind, too, is a lot of the, uh, the newest uh, plants that we come up with uh, in cactus and succulents uh, usually come available first at Oasis over in Escondido, mm-hmm. the wholesale retail location, and, uh, and also uh, on our retail sh- shop online at cactuscollection.com. Um, so you'll see them there first before they get out to the rest of the world. So if you're really looking for something new and different, check out Oasis every now and then, and you might get your, be the first one on your block to have one of
1: those, you know. Outstanding. Yeah. So um, what, what changes year to year though? The way you do things, what you learn from mistakes the year before, or is it pretty much the same all the time?
4: You're always doing something different.
1: And um, so much. Otherwise you wouldn't be moving. There'd be no progress, obviously. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny, so much of it we're now so connected through social media right everybody I mean you can't do anything without a thousand people knowing about yeah. it yeah mm-hmm. um, that you start to learn um some of the demographics that you never had access to before, and so you find out that you know the the teal greens or blues are like what's really cool and and so you focus on that kind of stuff this is what
1: people want
4: yeah people don't have the big yard or the big front yard to landscape anymore but they've got plenty of uh window sills or, yeah, or pots uh, the greenhouse windows in the kitchens like you whatever.
1: talked about the aloe that they're propagating for the right. windowsill, the small aloe right
4: right so we focus on those kinds of things
1: okay one more segment to go questions comments on facebook live or you can call us at 855-424-9825 again that's 855-424-9825 and again facebook live for uh, John Bagnasco, Bob Reed Miller, Tiger Palafox. I'm Brian Maine. Garden America taking a break. Coming back one more segment
0: on your Saturday morning or, if you're back east, Saturday afternoon. Welcome back to the Garden America radio show with Brian, John, and Tiger. The phone lines are open right now at 855-424-9825. That's 855-424-9825. Or John at GardenAmerica.com.
1: It is Garden America, just like that. Our final segment on this uh, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, depending upon where you are here on BizTalk Radio, 855-424-9825, or questions, comments, still time there, right there on Facebook Live. And uh, you've been on the computer quite a bit. Are you? Are you researching? I'm. I'm finding out info. Well, I am researching, and
3: one thing I'm researching. So we talked. You were tomorrow Super Bowl.
1: Tomorrow Super Bowl. What are people Guac- making? Guacamole was your. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, tri-tip avocados tri-tip everywhere is i'm gonna mine. be juggling avocados you're doing tri-tip i'm doing tri-tip what are you doing bob not a darn thing arby's, <laughs> <laughs> arby's. Feels, feels like an arby's day yeah, i'm just
4: i'm just not a sports guy so i don't really <laughs> get into it, Does it, doesn't matter matter the sport, it or well no i know that but n- nobody's invited me any place or anything no. so it's like oh whatever but i tell yeah. you the avocados are the only healthy thing that ever shows up at a
1: I've oh got a God. Super
4: Bowl party. Do you know so.
1: what? I could avocados to me are just the best. Oh uh, yeah, guacamole dip. Yeah. Come on. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. yeah. But everything else is like you know it'll put you in the grave in about twenty minutes. But
1: you know now you've got a little pressure on me I think now because now I do want to do something a little more than that. I gotta I gotta plan something I think here. Yeah. Of course. Well, it's it's good that the game starts later on in the day because all the things I don't get done today I'm gonna do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll be up early, running the errands and stuff like that. <laughs> You're uh, up
4: early anyway, right?
1: Yeah, oh yeah, I can't help it.
4: Yeah. yeah,
1: I could go to bed at midnight, and my body clock's gonna say it's four o'clock. I'm gonna say, let me sleep. <laughs> Mine says four
3: o'clock. Time to go to the bathroom. Then you go. Yeah, back Yeah, then bed. you get back
1: another two hours, right? <laughs> so you're doing tri-tip, a little yeah. Ba- barbecue.
3: Yeah. So I I'm going to do a marinade, a little bit of red wine, some oils, some garlic, some pepper.
1: So now is it, it marinating now or no, you... I'm
3: going to start it today. Oh, yum! So that way by late afternoon, I'll be ready to go tomorrow.
1: And oh, that mm, is so good. I'm the really way excited. it soaks like that, just yeah. get it. Well, my, my, my mouth is off.
4: watering talking about it. Yeah,
3: yep. tender. It's got to be tender. Right, yeah. You, you know how how do you like your your meat? Do you like uh, just a, a regular, or a suggestion a of pink? I suggest oh, I want pink. Suggestion,
1: like I, I say, just give me a suggestion of pink in there. Yeah. So not overdone, but not raw. I'll take it a little wiggly in the middle. You, yeah. you, you like you like the cow mooing a little bit. Yeah, little yeah. Bit. But I remember, I think, think I think things have changed over the years because what used to be medium rare in the old I call the old days, right? Now <laughs> now looks a little different. <laughs> so it looks a little rare to me. A little more rare. So I want, it, I, want it, I want it medium rare. I think that's because in the old
3: days they couldn't get it right. It cr- yeah. right? right? They were calling it medium rare, but it really wasn't.
1: Now, how do you like it?
3: I like I like it crispy on the outside. Oh, oh, so, like, with the burnt ends, yep. the tri-tip, the burnt ends, the crispy on the love outside. The, love the burnt. And then rare in the middle. Like blood, are the you middle. blood red? Uh, I do like it rare. Tri-tip, I cook a little bit more medium than rare rare. I like a, a good T-bone or, or something like that, rare, rare. Yeah. But tri-tip, it, when it's too rare in the middle, I feel it's still a little too chewy. So. Exactly. Well, yeah. So I get a little bit more medium-ish. Make sure you cut it
4: across the grain. Yep. Yeah. And if you cut it the wrong way, you're going to be chewing it all week long.
1: <laughs> there, there's some advice from Bob Reed Miller how, Absolutely. To, how to
4: cut and eat your steak. Yep, same, uh. same thing with any kind of a piece of meat like that, like uh, corned beef. Same thing. You've got to
1: cut it across the grain. If you
4: cut not it not not with
1: the grain, across the grain, because yeah. that b- helps break it
4: down when you chew. Yeah, it cuts those fibers into little pieces. If you cut it long ways, you get a long string like this, and it doesn't want to go any place mm. So, and it makes a tough piece of meat taste really tender.
1: Now, with pork, you got to cook pork. We can't. You don't. Know no, there's no. no eating rare. You pork. know, what? not no. so much anymore.
4: Really? Yeah, it really is not a bad thing. I mean. Now, what's changed? A little bit. Well, they've gotten the, the handle on the trichinosis, you know, that the pigs used to carry, the worm problem. Okay. And they're grown in so much better conditions. I did not
1: whatever. know that. So yeah. I, can, I can have rare pork now. Well, not rare, but <laughs> okay. but a Sushi. little, a little Sushi pink. Sushi pork. Sushi. Yeah. <laughs>
4: no, a little pink in the middle is okay. Is okay. Yeah. But uh, it used to be that you had to cook it to death. And uh, yeah, we grew up with pork chops that were like oh yeah leather. you know put it put, yeah. It, put it put it put them on the
1: bottom of your shoes when you're done because mm-hmm. you still want it you want them tender come on right yeah yeah, yeah. so and, and i like pork chops on the bone oh yeah coming off the bone i don't like these little pork chops they sell with you know by themselves now nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be manly i know God,
3: what a bunch of carnivores <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it'll be fun watching the game tomorrow I'm. I'm going to do some gardening this afternoon. What, you, okay, what are you doing today? You gonna... got some trees that I have to trim. I've got. I, I always mow the lawn in the front. I have the. I have the Husqvarna Automower for the back. It's a uh-huh. robotic mower, so I haven't mowed my backyard since I installed and, it. And which...
1: it does a good job. Oh, it's awesome. It does a whole thing. Really awesome. Way. I want one for the front yard. You don't but... have to go back and and tr- trim it here and there. Like it doesn't miss places. I mean, uh-uh. nope. I have to
3: edge it with like a weed whacker every so often. But other than that, no, it mows itself. I don't even see the I used to have a program where I could see the mower running in the middle of the day. Now I just have it running from midnight to four AM or something. I don't even see the long it mowed.
1: But now wouldn't that not be good in terms of moisture and dew? Or does it matter? Well, like at night, yeah. you get moisture and, and dew.
3: Oh no, the the blades on it are like razor blades. So unlike a regular standard mower blade that can dull and kind of shred right. the shred the grass as it doles with the moisture or anything like that. No, I mean this is razor blades, and so it and it ticks off just a little bit at a time. So it's easy and no, it it'll it'll do it in the it'll mow the lawn in the rain. How often do you do it? Well, it it goes every day.
1: Oh, so it's like, it's like always, shaving every day.
3: Always the same. You
1: never let the beard even show.
3: No, exactly. Wow. Yeah, so I love it. Is that crazy or what? It's like I, I, the, the Jetsons. Yeah, you know? well, absolutely. <laughs>
1: well, look at all the voice activation things today. Talk about the Jetsons, everything. My car, I just talked to my car, and it does, you know, and I, I still think wow. that's amazing. Yeah, it is. It's incredible.
4: I didn't realize that they had them that they were that good now.
3: Oh, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's something that people get used to. Because it's not the classic, you got lines in your lawn and once a week you mow it kind of a thing. It's kind of a daily basis and it kind of keeps going. But the grass looks really healthy and it's always looking good. So I like that.
1: And you're letting the... Grass clippings go right back into yeah, the grass? Yeah,
3: they go, they go right back into the grass. Especially when
1: they're cutting them that, that fine. small. You yeah. don't even notice. You don't even see it. You don't it. even notice. And that's what you want. Yeah. You want the... I know people we used to mow the lawn and then rake it, everything up, yep. you know, and spend all that time. And, and it's we'd like,
4: pile it around the trees and things like yeah, that. Yeah. Used as a mulch. Exactly.
1: Whatever. I remember using an old Toro lawnmower and getting putting gas in. You and, know what we had? <laughs> in, in
4: 1965, I think it was, in New Jersey, Toro came out with what they called a fly mow. And it had no wheels.
3: And it would be like a hover, like it was it would a lift hovering up on air. On air, I
4: never saw that. And w- Google it; you can still find people that have them in the garages well, for sale. So or and or it,
3: or it hovers. Yeah,
1: and it was so cool. You, that's could, do, awesome. you could do like this. Find you out. know, you could yeah just... do a little dance for us. <laughs> hey, that's gonna do it. Thank you so much for tuning in Facebook Live, and the rest of you hearing us, uh, however <laughs> however you're hearing us, streaming or whatnot, Biz Talk Radio. Uh, for the entire crew, John Begnasco. I want to thank Bob Miller for filling in. Tiger Pella Fox, I'm Brian Maine, Zach, Jeremiah, Brandon, the whole crew, back again next week. Until then, get growing
2: America. Take care and be safe.